There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just $5 on NFL action to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they got it. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Richard. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code Richard. The crown is yours. The volume. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman podcast. Mitchell, chaos in these late games. Seattle had a chance. Everybody thought Gino was out. He came back to drive him all the way down the field. <sighs> Only for heartbreak. Heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. Richard, I... I... I thought for sure Seattle was going to win this game. There's no way they don't go on the road and beat the L.A. Rams. But this is a division foe, and for whatever reason, they got the best of them. This one hurts. I mean, let's not, let's not beat around the bush here. This loss hurts bad for Seattle. Now they're 6-4, and four, division loss. Richard, how does this happen? Mitchell, I don't know. The defense was playing well. Bobby Wagner is playing incredibly. Uh, the two corners, Devin Witherspoon is freaking playing lights out. He's playing like his hair is on fire. Uh, Tariq Woolen with an interception. You're trying to run a, 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 a what, a flea flicker with Tariq Woolen back there throwing it late. Stafford, why you got people at your feet? But it just seemed like one of those games where the Seattle Magic is going to have it at the end. They got the ball. For some reason, Sean McVay decided to throw a pass instead of running another 30, 40 seconds off the clock. So Seattle gets the ball with more than a minute left. You just think, and Geno comes back after everybody thought he was down and out. You think, oh, my God, this is it. Seattle's doing it again. Here's the Pete Carroll magic. And they miss. They miss the field goal. And it's just a heartbreak. You have a kicker with, with a big enough leg to make it. You're indoors. You're in a dome, so we can't talk about the elements or the weather or anything affecting it. It just seems like a game they 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 deserve. They had 
and they and, and they missed the kick. It's another missed kick for a game. It would have set up a seven and three Seattle Seahawks team versus a seven and three San Francisco 49ers team on Thanksgiving in Seattle. What a game. It's still going to be a great game, but man, it's a missed out. That's a huge missed out. And it's vintage Matthew Stafford coming down there, getting a game winner down multiple scores in the in the fourth quarter, Rich. I mean, this is a game I think Seattle was on cruise control. Uh, they were up, you know, nine points or whatever it was. They thought they had this one in the bag and they forgot they were going up against Matthew Stafford. This guy is a wizard. He's known for doing this and sure as hell. He brought the Rams who, you know, don't have much to play for at four and six still, but they saw an opportunity and they got a division win. Richard, the other element here is K-9. My boy Kenneth Walker goes out early in this game, leaving a huge void uh, for Seattle. Zach Charbonnet did his best effort that he could, but without K-9, you don't have an established running game. You're only averaging three yards a carry. Uh, that's, that's tough. And, and Seattle had an opportunity to take this game and bury the Rams, and they just never did. And then, obviously, when Geno got hurt, Drew Locke just didn't didn't look himself at, at, at all out there. I thought they would be fine with him, but maybe that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, you, you, there are there is a small contingent of Seattle Seahawks fans that have been calling and screaming for Drew Locke to get an opportunity. I'm sure those will be shut up after this week, and they'll understand that Geno is a quality quarterback, and he's the best they have. Um, and when he came back in and uh, at, at, for the last drive of the game, he gave them a chance to win the game. DK Metcalf, five for 94 and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett, five for 51. They played solid, but at the end of the day, you got to make that kick. A Pro Bowl kicker has to make that kick. There's no excuses. This isn't a backup. This is, I know it's 55 yards, but 55 yards isn't what it used to be. And 55 yards in the elements in Green Bay in December is not 55 yards in L.A., in a dome, under perfect conditions, you got to have that kick. You sure do. And, and, and to make matters worse, division foe San Francisco gets a, gets a win against Tampa Bay, and they look damn good doing it too, Richard. The San Francisco 49ers are back to the team they were six weeks ago, and Brock Purdy, perfect passer rating today. Richard, 27-14 to 14, Tampa Bay, or over Tampa Bay today, your thoughts on the San Francisco 49ers team right now? Mitchell. Mitchell, I don't want to get too sexy. I don't want to get too dynamic, and I don't want to get controversial when I say this, but the last two quarterbacks that the San Francisco 49ers had that had a perfect quarterback rating in the season, that 1989 season, Mitchell, can you tell me who they were? I'm going to go ahead and say it's uh, Joe Montana, and it's I'm going to go ahead Young. and guess... And go ahead. I was going to say the other one's Steve Young. So Mitchell, Mitchell if those he's in are good company, he's in great company. Mitchell, this is still a second year quarterback. They scrutinize this guy like he's been in the league for a decade. He's a second year guy, Mitchell, and he's playing outstanding. His touchdown to interception ratio is enormous. He threw for 333, 21 of 25 versus a Todd Bowles coach defense. That's who he played in his first ever start was a Todd Bowles coach. Tampa Bay Buccaneers team when Tom Brady was the quarterback and he beat him. He he beat him. And he won again, Mitchell, and he won convincingly. He threw accurate passes all over the field. He fed everybody. Brandon Ayu, five for 156 in a tug. George Kittle, eight for 89. Debo Samuels got involved a little more than he has in the, in the past few games. Three for 63. 
But Mitchell, that defense, oh, oh, I'm so hurt, Mitchell. I'm hurt. Talanoa yeah. Hufanga down with what they assume and what they're saying they think is an ACL injury. You hate to see it, Mitchell. All eyes are going to be on Jair Brown, oh. the rookie out of Penn State. Was picked on a little bit, made a couple of decent plays, had an interception. But Richard, let's not let's not make light of this. Losing Talanoa Hufunga, who's part of the All Name team. I know you love love his name, Richard. Let's hope it's not worst case scenario, but it didn't look pretty. Um, what changes with this team if this is bad news and Talanoa Hufunga's out the rest of the year? Mitchell, forget the All Name team. He's the All Game team. Mitch Mitchell, he's an All Pro. He's an all-pro first team last year. That's what you're missing. So, yeah, they come in and put, pick on the rig, Rook a little bit, but he came in prepared. He made a huge, a couple huge plays, a huge deflection in the end zone, then the interception um, to seal the game. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine because he has so much talent around him. He has quality veterans. Tayshawn Gibson, who never gets enough credit, who hasn't got enough credit since he's got there. He is the epitome of consistency on this defense. But you know who showed up today, Mitchell? Nicholas, John, Bosa, got him a sack. Chase Young, got him a sack. Eric Armstead, got him a sack. Fred Warmer, forced fumble and got him a piece of a sack. Mitchell, it's still guys on this team. Diamador Lenore almost had him one. He couldn't get both feet down, but he made a heck of a play on the out against Mike Evans. So they still have the talent. They still have everything they need uh, going forward. They're only getting healthier. But that's a huge loss for this team, and you just feel for them. They have a tough game coming up on a short week against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, and I know both teams are hyped for this game. No question about it. It's going to be an awesome turkey day. And, Richard, before we leave this game, our friends over at Morgan & Morgan, we've got to award our buddy Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant is appearing to be super relevant at this point. He's this week's Making It Look Easy Player of the Week, brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Brock Purdy finished with 333 yards, three tutties, a perfect passer rating. Richard, you said he was critiqued, all this stuff. I think people forget he was the last pick in the freaking draft. I mean, what's there to critique? The guy has shown more than any other first overall pick, Mr. Bryce Young, this year. The guy's a stud in San Francisco, this team. All of a sudden, that window, that championship window that they saw it was slowly closing, it's gaping wide for San Francisco right now. Brock Purdy is this week's Making It Look Easy Player of the Week. Richard, Brock Purdy on a rookie contract for the Mitchell. next three years. Next this three championship years. window is, is a gaping hole. I mean, I, it's not closing anytime soon. It's really not, Mitchell. And like I said, if he was a top five pick, Mitchell, I cannot imagine how they'd be talking about him. They'd be talking about him with Patrick Mahomes and as the face of the league in the future, the future of the league. But since he's the last pick, all people can say is that they're, they're waiting for the fall off, Mitchell. They're waiting for him to come, come back to earth. And it's been a year and a half of consistency for the, from this young man, and he hasn't come back down to earth. Then they say he has all this talent around him. He has Kyle Shanahan. Well, guess what? Every good quarterback has some talent around him or great players around him, and they succeed. He's – a lot of people have had these tools. We, we, saw, we saw pretty much the same tools, I mean, minus Christian McCaffrey for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, we saw the same thing for Trey Lance. Not as many games. He didn't get to play as many games, but he never showed 
the kind of efficiency and effectiveness that Brock Purley showed as soon as he stepped into the lineup. So at some point, they're going to have to give him credit. Either way, if he somehow takes this San Francisco 49ers team to a Super Bowl and wins it, he's going to take what he deserves, Mitchell, because he don't have to ask anymore. He sure does. And Richard, he is, again, this this week's Making Look Easy Player of the Week, brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Go to forthepeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's pound 529. Winning in this league is hard. Not if you're Brock Purdy, but hiring Morgan & Morgan is extremely easy. Richard. Mitchell, Mitchell. Speaking of easy. Let me me put a little bit more sprinkles on the Sunday. Sprinkle away, my friend. Mitchell, those two great quarterbacks we mentioned, Steve Young, Joe Montana, they didn't do it with 20-plus attempts, Mitchell. They were under 20 attempts. Had a perfect rating, but they didn't throw that ball this many times, Mitchell. Ooh, this kid might have something, Mitchell. They might have something in San Francisco. They they have some news news breaking for you here, Richard. They've got something in Brock Purdy. In sports, the scoreboard doesn't tell the full story, but Netflix does. Stories about dads who happen to be world class quarterbacks, untold tales of athletes you thought you knew, the heart racing pressure for the heart, soul, and survival of the multi-billion dollar business of F1. Stories about college kids who are given a last chance at redemption. David Beckham's meteoric rise to not only becoming a global soccer phenomenon, but also becoming one of the biggest celebrity couples in pop culture. From upsets to injuries, from comebacks to victories, we get to see it all with Netflix Sports. These are the stories that turn us all into fans and give everyone something to cheer for, to feel for, to hold your breath for, and get up out your seat for. Whether you're a diehard fan or you're brand new, with shows like F1, Drive to Survive, Quarterback, Full Swing, Untold, Beckham, and so many more, Netflix has the stories for every type of fan. Netflix turns us all into fans. eBay Motors is here for the ride. I remember when I got my first 1988 Hoopty, and I got in a little fender bender early on. I was so proud of my first car. You know, I'm rolling around, you know, looking around like, I'm mobile. It's a 1988. Then you get in the fender bender and you're devastated. My light was hanging off. Thankfully, my dad is a jack of all trades. He got me back on the road. I was still rolling, so I was good. Because at that point, it's about getting from A to B. That's it. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
And I got something here in Detroit, Rich, Ooh. because ah, when you win like the Detroit Lions won today, when they played their F ball, Jared Goff played his worst game as a Detroit Lion today, and I'm pretty sure he would agree with that statement. And the Detroit Lions win. Richard, you've been on a championship team. You've been to the Super Bowl multiple times. You've played with elite level teams that have won when you guys weren't at your best. Richard, this is a huge statement win for the Detroit Lions. When you win, when you're playing your your F game, you're a good team. I am stoked for this Detroit Lions team. I wrote them off in the third, fourth quarter. Jared Goff, three interceptions, a fumble on the kickoff. Yet the Detroit Lions get the W in pretty awesome fashion. Jamison Williams, big catch. You know, Richard, I, I got to hear your thoughts on my Detroit Lions because something tells me that they deserve to continue to rise in your power ranks. Yeah, Mitchell, I always got to be careful with the Detroit Lions, Mitchell, because every time I believe they stop achieving, every time I start believing, they stop achieving. So, Mitchell, I'm going to be very careful with their movement in my power rankings, but they will be on an upward trend, but that was a rough game. So it'll be, it'll be limited upward movement because they were struggling throughout this game. But championship grit was shown this day because they did not. They weathered the storm. Three interceptions, um, sacks, like everything was against them. They weren't playing their best. They're one of their best players, Jared Goff, wasn't playing his best. And they weathered the storm and were still able to come out with a win. When you see that you can win the game pretty and blow people out, you can win the game ugly, you can come from behind. Mitchell, it gives you a lot of confidence going into these, to the playoff, into these late games. It starts to make, make you believe that you can win it any kind of way. Now, yeah, do, do they still have a real bad loss versus the Baltimore Ravens? No question. But Mitchell, this was a huge win. And Detroit fans, first off, Mitchell, Detroit fans, y'all don't get to give up on games. Y'all don't get to. Because y'all been through too much to be giving up on games on a team that's 7-2. and two. Y'all well, yeah. been through too much. <laughs> We're starting to get spoiled, Rich. Right. I don't know what to say. Don't give up. No. Like, no. Detroit I mean, used to be the Motor City, the, the, the blue-collar capital. Like, don't, yeah. don't start getting cute now. It's still a blue-collar team. Let's stick with them to the zeros on the clock because they coming. <laughs> and they went out there and won the game, Mitchell. When they needed to have it, Jared Goff drove the ball down the field. Got a touchdown. Aiden Hutchinson with a strip sack for a safety. Like, Mitchell, they were not, they, when it needed to have it, they had it. They sure did. I mean, and, and this is a revenge game, too, for David Montgomery, who puts in uh, the, the go-ahead touchdown at the end of the game. I mean, this is a guy that the Chicago Bears said, hey, you can go to Detroit if you want. And I think he showed him wrong. Detroit's got a, a lethal combo between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. And, and and they got an offensive line that's top one, two, or three in the in the in the league. And, and that right there is something that can bring a team to a long playoff run. What concerns me about the Lions is their lack of pass rush. I mean, absent Aiden Hutchinson's strip sack at the end of the game, they had zero sacks. Right. They had zero sacks last week. They had zero sacks uh, until they played the lowly Raiders. They hadn't had many sacks going on at all. So. For them, that is their Achilles heel. Can they pressure the quarterback? But, Richard, 
they got all week to worry about that. They're going to be playing on Thanksgiving against the Packers. I think they're going to get another dub. And, and this is the best record they've had since 1962. So you're right. I, I'm not going to be spoiled. I'm going to enjoy this moment. A win is a win. And, and the Lions are 8-2. and two. And you know what? If Philly loses tomorrow, they're going to be tied for first in the NFC. That is wild. Mitchell, it's super wild. But it's, it's deserved because Dan Campbell has coached his behind off. His team believes. But you're right. In these playoffs, if you do not have a pass rush and quarterbacks have all day to dissect a defense that they've studied all season for 17 games, Mitchell, it's going to be tough to win those games. But you you got to feel good going into Thanksgiving against a division rival who has had your number for a number of years, and they're down right now. Jordan Love just probably had his best game of the season this past week. But I was in Lambeau when the Detroit Lions came to town. And it looked so blue in the stands. I forgot where I was at. Mitchell, it looked so blue. I thought I was at North Carolina or Duke or somewhere. Mitchell, it was different. And they believed those fans flew out there to Lambeau Field because they knew their team was going to win. And so on Thanksgiving, I'm going to guess that field in Detroit is going to be packed. No question about it. Another team playing on Thanksgiving. These Dallas Cowboys, they just keep beating up on low lowlifes. Here's another 33-10 to 10 game, and I'm sure you're going to hear about it tomorrow, Rich. Big story here developing uh, and this season is this gentleman named Deron Bland. His fourth pick six of the season, tying an NFL record 10 games into the season. I mean, that is not by happenstance. That is not by luck. At some point, you got to call this guy skilled. Richard, how the hell does that happen? Mitchell, he's making a lot of great plays. Uh, Al Harris, his coach, has been obviously coaching behind off because you've seen, seen the same thing with Trayvon Diggs and his successful seasons. He had a double-digit interception season with Al Harris being the coach. Um, Deron Bland, the four pick sixes, tying an NFL record, and we're only at week 10. Like, this is incredible. This is, uh, this is defensive player of the year type stuff, and this is a guy who wasn't, even the starter when the season started. So you got to give him a lot of credit, uh, Mitchell, and he should be in the defensive player of the year talks from here on out. It's always tough for a corner because you forget what happens at this point of the year. Guys are going to stop throwing at him. People are going to forget that he has four pick sixes on the year, and then somebody's going to have a a two-sack, 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 two-sack December. They're going to have an eight-sack December, and then they're going to say, hey, give it to a pass rusher. But you got to give him a lot of credit because he's done it very consistently this season. Micah Parsons had two and a half sacks after registering no stats of the game before and people kind of writing them off. Uh, Dak Prescott has a kind of ho-hum game, 25 of 38, 189, but that secondary that the, the, uh, the Panthers have is pretty good. Um, Carolina's corners and their safety play has really, been really solid this season. They just can't get the wins. Their offense is kind of pedestrian. Um, so again, a one win team, the Dallas Cowboys do what they're supposed to do. They have a game against the commanders. I would assume they win that one. Then they have a tough stretch coming up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I welcome the tough, tough stretch. Cause I'm sick of hearing these Dallas teams beat up on these lower level teams in this league. But before we leave this game, I, I can't help, but look at it week in and week out. The Carolina Panthers continue to kick themselves for CJ Stroud not being picked above Bryce Young. Moreover, they give up what is going to be the first overall pick in this draft. 
Richard, to the Chicago Bears. Carolina, when you acquire a quarterback at number one overall, you're supposed to be, you know, in a happy place, upwards trajectory. I can't imagine Carolina and that ownership is in a happy place right now. Nothing against Bryce Young, but this franchise is in a deep, dark hole, and I don't see it getting out of there anytime soon. So let's let's keep an, a watch. But before we leave this game, Richard, every week uh, we have a segment brought to you by Uber Eats. And this week's winner of the almost, almost perfect defense where we highlight the NFL defense that put on the week's most dominating performance is the Dallas Cowboys. Whether you want to say it or not, it, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They had seven sacks on Bryce Young. The poor guy. Uh, they held Carolina at only 187 total yards and 10 points. Uh, Dallas defense forced two turnovers, including, including Deron Bland's fourth pick six of the season. So as much as we probably aren't fans of Dallas, you got to give them their props. And, and they are this week's almost, almost perfect defense of the week. And remember, Richard, you especially, you look hungry over there, you know. You can order almost, almost anything you want on Uber Eats. It's the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. So, Rich, if you want to order now, feel free. Well, I, I want to order the Dallas Cowboys a quality opponent because <laughs> they can almost, almost beat any bad team. And that's what they continue to do. But, you again, their defense played well in a the game. They're supposed to play well. They did what they're supposed to do. They had seven sacks, so you don't take anything away from them. You don't take anything away from their offense that executed at a high level. Um, they won the game. They're, 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 they got seven wins on a season, just like San Francisco 49ers. Um, but they got a tough stretch coming up after this Thursday. Richard, Bills Mafia, Buffalo rallies, 32-6 to six <sighs> against these Jets. And I know, I, I, I know you love Robert Sala. So put yourself in his shoes a little bit here. They finally benched Zach Wilson, but you say, hey, Zach, you're benched. We're going to give the reins to Tim Boyle. I don't think it's going to get any better when you put Tim Boyle in the game. Sure as hell it didn't. You know, Zach Wilson threw seven completions on 15 attempts for 81 yards. And the Jets just looked like they didn't belong in this game. They looked like they were mentally focused. There was a lot of fights going on. The Jets might be done. Is this is this it for the Jets in their season? I know there's hope with Aaron Rodgers potentially on the horizon coming back, but are we sticking a fork in the Jets season? Well, Mitchell, it's hard to have any hope when you got a defense that's playing, I mean, an offense that's playing this bad and a quarterback that's playing this awful. It's it's frustrating for any human being. It's frustrating for a fan who's not even a diehard fan of this team to watch. Any fan of good defense hates this team. Because the defense is playing their behinds off, Mitchell. They're doing everything they can to give themselves a chance. And then offensively, they're doing everything they can not to give themselves a chance to win these games. So it has to be frustrating for Robert Sala. You lose Aaron Rodgers' first drive of the season. Zach Wilson doesn't re he doesn't improve. He regresses. But no, you still have to start Tim Boyle. You have to start somebody new. Or they're going to ride in that locker room because if you run Zach Wilson out there again, you, the, his own defense might come out come after him. And, and and I mean, you you might see guys come after him in practice, even with the red jersey, and try to try to put him in the ground because it, it, at this point you're doing this team a disservice by not making a change. And I feel awful for Robert because he doesn't have a lot of great choices. But you have to start somebody different. You have to give this defense some some kind of hope that you're doing something to change this and going to give them an opportunity to win this game. You got the Dolphins on Black Friday. I will be at that game. 
We will be talking about it. If Zach Wilson trots out there with the first unit, I I I, I just don't know. I I I I, 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 I don't I don't know, Mitchell. It'll be a nightmare on Elm Street, and and Zach is playing Freddie. <laughs> I mean, because he's killing this defense and he's killing the hopes of the New York Jets and they they will not find hope in him. Now, will they find much more hope in Tim Boyle? I'm not sure, but they know they damn sure will not if Zach Wilson's out there. So you got to give him a full week of first team reps, practice reps, game planning with him, what he does well, his strengths, game planning around his strengths uh, and not Zach Wilson's coming in in a game cold. After you pull the starter, it's it's tough to do. You know, you didn't get any reps in practice. Zach got all the reps. You've been taking scout team reps, maybe a few reps here and there. But maybe a full week of practice will be different. But this Dolphins team is playing well. So you got to give the, the Bills a lot of credit. They came back. They won a game. Um, their defense played well. Doss Allen played well. Uh, but you just feel terrible for this this offense. But Rasul Douglas, yeah. who, who they just traded for, two interceptions, that's huge. That's uplifting. That has to feel good for this uh, Bills defense. Well, the Bills need this win. I mean, I know the Jets aren't in a very good place right now, but nonetheless, a win is a win. And the Bills have some serious competitors ahead of them. They're at Philly, at KC, and then at home against the Cowboys. They desperately need to win two of these next three games. Richard, they got to bring their A game next week against Philly. And, And me as a Detroit Lions fan, please, for the love of God, Deliver that L to Philly next week. We need to hear. We need the home field advantage. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
impressed with Cleveland. They got a W in division against the Pittsburgh Steelers who continue to not have any offense. I mean, we just went from talking about the Jets, really the Jets game. The Jets scored their first touchdown in 11 quarters in an overtime, right? I think it was 40 plus possessions without a touchdown scored. That is historic. And uh, th- these are games that are be played, played in October and November. These are not games that are being played in the dead of the winter. So that is quite honestly, I mean, that deserves a reward. It's so pathetic. But anyways, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, here's DTR. Dorian Thompson Robinson comes in, got his first start as a rook, or I guess second now, but they get a W. And they get a W against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 13 to 10. It wasn't pretty. I mean, Kenny Pickett didn't throw an interception today, which is awesome. But he only threw for 106 yards. I mean, I don't get it with the Steelers team, Rich. I mean, you just ran it about the Jets. I'm going to rant a little bit about the Steelers. This Steelers team, year in, year out, Mike Tomlin deserves the coach of the year every single year, especially these last few years with these Steelers teams. The fact that he's having a winning season with this offense is, I mean, give him a gold jacket already because I don't get it. The Steelers, to me, are are such an inferior team just offensively. Defensively, they're they're great. They got, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick. They got TJ Watt. They got, you know, Hayward. They got a bunch of big-time players defensively. But I just don't know how the city of Pittsburgh continues to tolerate Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator. Where is the ingenuity here? Like, when are things going to change? Because Steelers, you guys are sitting on an opportunity to go to the playoffs, and it's been the same stagnant offense week after week after week. Richard, when and how does this ever change? Well, they 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 started to run the ball better. And, and when you start to run the ball better, you think you give these guys more opportunities. This kid, Jalen Warren, had nine carries for 129, a career high, a touchdown. One of them was a 77-yard run, Mitchell. When you have a hot hand like that, give him the most carries. Don't give Najee Harris, who has 12 rushes for 35 yards, continue to run him into the backs of the old lineman when he's missing open gaps, he's missing lanes. Like, Mitchell, I don't understand it for the city of Pittsburgh, for Mike Tomlin. Like, it's like them being in the Indy 500, driving a Prius, with a donut on the front wheels, Mitchell. They don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. And somehow, Mike Tomlin is getting in the driver's seat and coming up across the finish line in a lot of these games, a winner. And I don't know how he's doing it, but it, it's going to catch up to you when you have nothing from your quarterback position. Now, they, they're running the ball better, so you got to give credit to Matt Canada there. They are running it better, but even when you're running it better and Jalen Warren's the hot hand, you don't give him more carries. So then that's perplexing. That's vexing. Like, I don't get that. But this was bad quarterback play all around. I don't understand why P.J. Walker didn't play for the Cleveland Browns. <sighs> that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I mean, he played 24 for 43 for 65, 165 yards in interception. He, he ran it three times for 20 yards. He's a rook, so he's going to go through the growing pains. So, I, But I don't understand why you did it. P.J. Walker has won some big games. Sure, he's lost some games. But, I mean, without Miles Garrett's, like, defensive player of the year performance, he has 13 sacks on the season. He had two in this game. Where would this Browns team be? They'd be in a lot tougher spot. 
So it seems like they want to go with Dorian uh, Thompson Robinson and, and and see what he has. But these are these are head scratching moves that I don't understand. When PJ Walker has played solid football, he hasn't played perfect. He hasn't played amazing, but better than 24 feet for 165 yards and an interception. I think he is better than that. I think he's run the offense pretty well. I'm sure Mari Cooper would prefer him to be in a lineup because he's had better games when he's been in the lineup. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. We can talk about a young quarterback who is balling and had his roughest game of the season and had more interceptions in this game than he had had the entire season. But they still got the win, Mitchell. They still got the win. Uh, they sure did. And before we leave this game, I mean, Kenny Pickett and this Steelers offense, uh, they've been outgained by their opponents in 10 straight games. Uh, Kenny Pickett has recorded the same amount of touchdown passes as Anthony Richardson since uh, October 1st. And I'm pretty sure Anthony Richardson's been out oh since God. October 1st. So it's not looking good for Kenny Pickett in, in Pittsburgh. But you know who it is looking pretty damn good for, Rich? Is yes, your friend... Know. D'Amico Ryans and these Houston Texans. The Arizona Cardinals are not the same Arizona Cardinals team they were the last couple months. They got their boy Kyler Murray back. They're a formidable opponent. And the Houston Texans did it again. 21-16. to C.J. Stroud threw for over 250 yards in the first half. I mean, this kid, he's no longer a rookie, Rich. He's a prime MVP candidate. And... He might just mess around and win this damn thing. He might, Mitchell. He might, especially if this team goes on the run and they go undefeated into this stretch. They had a tough game. He had a tough game. C.J. Stroud, he had three interceptions, and he was looking rough, Mitchell, but he's a gunslinger. And he kept slinging the football all around the yard. He was 27 of 37 for 336, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He only had two picks in the first nine games. Like I said before, he's he's a rookie. So he's going to have that tough game where it's like, what happened to him? He's a rookie, but he still threw for 336 and two touchdowns and a win. So you'll take it. Tank Dale is having a a career year. It's his first year. (laughs) It's his first year. (laughs) He had eight for 149 and a touchdown. Devin Singletary, who's having a really fantastic year and deserves a lot of credit for where this team is and where they will be going because he's having a great year in in himself. Um, but the other young foundational pieces to this Houston Texas te- Texans team are showing up in a big way. And that's Will Anderson, who they traded up to get from Alabama. Derek Stingley, who they, who they have high hopes for. They took him in the draft before with the number three pick. And he's starting to get healthy, starting to feel good. So if these young guys can start playing at a high level, they have a very bright future. And Nico Collins, again, had seven for 65. Solid game. Mitchell. They believe, and they're starting to get more and more confident with every win. This is a 6-4 and four team that has a chance to make noise down the stretch, win this division. Obviously, they got a really tough game coming up, a divisional game with the guys who are leading the division and had an incredible game in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm looking forward to that game because if C.J. Stroud goes out and plays a great game and wins that game and outduels Trevor Lawrence, Mitchell. I will be the conductor on that MVP train. Shoe, shoe. And they're a fun team to watch, Richard. I mean, this might be, uh, I don't know if Dallas is America's team anymore. We might have to go down to Houston. 
they're a fun team to watch, Rich, and they're easily supportable. This Texans-Jags game is going to be low-key the game of the week next week. To your point, if the Texans can get a W next week, look out because that division will be tied at that point, and the sky's the limit for them. Tank Dell, he's going to win a lot of fantasy leagues for these folks, man. This kid's a rookie out of Houston. He's straight balling out right now. I know he's buddies with C.J. Stroud. Tank Dell, wide receiver one in fantasy leagues going forward here. Richard, there we've got a hot seat developing that's that's blistering hot in L.A. Brandon Staley and the L.A. Chargers go on the road and take an L to the ice-cold Green Bay Packers without Aaron Jones, who was carted off with an injury. Hmm. Does Brandon Staley remain a coach into week 12, into week 13, into week 14? Because I'm not seeing any progress here. Mitchell, it's not even about the progress because you can have lack of progress and still feel like like the coach is doing his job. But if you're a defensive coach and somehow the defense continues to let the team down week in and week out, and this week they only gave up 23 points, so you say, come on, Sherm, they didn't let the team down. They only gave up 23 points. But you got to stick with me. You got a young quarterback starting in his first year 27 for 40 for 322, a career high, two touchdowns. And Mitchell, nobody can name his two best receivers. Mitchell, nobody can. So when you're telling me you got a defense with Derwin James, Joey Bosa, you would say, hmm, they probably should win that game. But then you add in Khalil Mack. Mitchell, what are we doing? What are we doing? Then you add in Justin Herbert offensively. He had a solid game. Some guys dropped some passes. Keenan Allen dropped one in the end zone. I mean, we, we can talk about the one that was dropped at the end of the game, but I, I don't even want to – I don't really even want to talk about that one. That was just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, be a pro. Catch the ball. You don't have to run for a touchdown, but just catch the ball. A guy puts it in the bread basket, in your arms, bring it down, fall, go on. But maybe that's why he hasn't been getting the football. But – at some point, they got to hold Brandon Stadium accountable. He's a great guy. He's not been coaching well um, this season, and it's been showing. Khalil Mack had two sacks in this game. He's been having a really solid season. I think he's got up to 10 and a half sacks at this point. But Brandon Staley has been letting this team down. He's supposed to be a defensive coach. This defense has not lived up to its billing. They lost 38 to 41 last week. They lose 20 to 23 this week. What, what, what do you do, Mitchell? I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Good job, Jordan Love and the Packers. He deserves yeah. credit, career game. Um, Rashawn Gary is having a career year for himself. Got another sack in this game. But, yes, Brandon Staley's on the hot seat. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers have lost five games by three points or less. I mean, they're kind of like the reverse of the Minnesota Vikings. But from last year, um, losing all these close games. But at some point, you got to start winning them. And, and I... They're going and playing the Ravens next week. It doesn't get any easier. I mean, they might be staring down the barrel at a four and seven start. And I don't know. I, I'm not a fortune teller, but something tells me Brandon Staley is going to be out before the end of the season, Rich. Yeah, I would imagine so. But I'm, I'm done talking about them. They're not a relevant team in this conversation in this season. Um, we'll talk about them when they make a move at, at coach. Uh, then we will talk about that because that will be the most exciting things they can do this season. 
Uh, <clears throat> but let's talk about the Miami-Las Vegas game. Las Vegas takes their first loss um, in the Antonio Pierce era, and they battled. They battled, Mitchell. They did. I mean, they sure did. I mean, this is a team, you can tell, Antonio Pierce has instilled a, a similar mentality to my Detroit Lions. He, he wants these guys to play their tails off, be dogs. And you can tell these guys gravitate towards his energy and they were very competitive. They had a very solid chance of winning this game. At the end of the day, Miami continues to beat 500 teams or below and they were able to get an underwhelming home win uh, by seven points against these Raiders. Let's talk a little bit about the Dolphins because this is a team that the national media thinks is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I just don't see it that way, Rich. I don't know where your head is at with this team, but the Dolphins, everyone has these expectations that they can make a serious run come January and into early February. Where do you see this team? Well, I see them going home early, Mitchell. Divisional and done, uh, unfortunately. Um, and I, I, I see them running into a Texans team or somebody like that that gets hot at the right time. <clears throat> Maybe, you know, they get in that game with Pittsburgh in the first round. Sure, they send Pittsburgh home. You got it. But if they, if Houston finds a way to the next round and they play Houston in that second game, that's going to be a dogfight. And that's not the kind of game they want to be in uh, in this situation because even though Tua Tungavailoa is playing well, he had 325, two touchdowns, a 103 passer rating. Raheem Mostert ran the ball well. Tariq Hill, most yards through 10 games in NFL history, 24 more than Calvin Johnson in his record-breaking 2013 season. I, I, I just, it's just not looking right, Mitchell. This this Raiders defense hasn't been world beaters all season. And, and I, I just don't see them really, they haven't beat anybody worth anything. They've had opportunities to play quality teams. They'll have more opportunities to play quality teams and change my mind. But right now, they aren't there. And Aiden Hutchinson, or Aiden O'Connell, for this uh, Raiders team, he got to learn something. First off, Jalen Ramsey's only played three games this season, right, Mitchell? He's got three interceptions. Maybe, maybe stay away from him unless Devontae Adams is over there. Maybe just don't throw it at him unless Devontae Adams is over there. He threw a he threw an in cut against Jalen Ramsey. Guess what happened? Interception. He undercut it. Pick. He tried to throw the game winner on Jalen Ramsey, Mitchell. Jalen Ramsey makes an incredible over-the-top catch, high points it, goes down, looks like he got a little banged up, but he was okay, and ends the game. One of the best corners in the National Football League, maybe don't try him for the game. Just a little bit of advice, free of charge. Well, the one thing you got to give Aiden O'Connell credit for is he's at least given some of his playmakers opportunity. He threw for 271. I mean, he's not a Kenny Pickett, just check down Kenny. Uh, but you're right. You, you're going to want to avoid uh, Mr. Jalen Ramsey. Richard, you you got him on Black Friday. I know, I know you guys are hyped. Uh, I know you're in New York right now. Everyone's hyped up for this game. Tell me about it. Like, what's going through your mind? This is a one-of-a-kind situation for the NFL, and obviously you get to be a part of it. It's really exciting. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be the new NFL holiday. Everybody, you know, feels so bloated and, and chilling after Thanksgiving, eating leftovers, trying to figure out Christmas gifts. Well, you can sit at home, watch 
in a good game between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. There are going to be deals each and every quarter for you to take advantage of. If you need to get your electronics, you need to get your Christmas shopping done early while these deals are still hot, go ahead. I will be there, and I will not be square, suited and booted, trying to make sure this is a great game. And if it's not a great game, then I will entertain. That's the key. You better entertain. And I tell you, if Tim Boyle's playing, you might, you're going to have to bring your entertaining uh, expertise to that game. Rich, this concludes week 11. I cannot wait till Thursday, Thanksgiving. The Detroit Lions are going to be 9-2. and two, And I've got a feeling Philly loses tomorrow night and we're looking dead in the eyes of being the number one seed in the NFC. But Richard, we... I, We'll wait till Thursday to make yeah, that proclamation. Yeah. Hold your horses, Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you sign us off, my friend. Well, thank you guys again for joining Mitchell and I on another Richard Sherman podcast. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. We will be back next week after another great slate of games. There's these Thanksgiving games. Have a happy holiday. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your loved ones. We appreciate it. Do something nice for somebody else. See you next week. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.